Hello, and welcome to Slice of Wine, the podcast that gives you the snippets of people, places, and innovations behind the barrel. I'm your host, Amy Cronin, and today I'm talking with Gail Corrigan from Saparavi, USA, a Rhode Island um, wine importer specializing in wines from Georgia and from Ukraine. So, Gail, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, welcome to Slice of Wine. Um, Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so I, I think we just need to cut to the chase here because um, in real time, one of your wineries is probably facing one of the most gut-wrenching um, decisions a, a, a winery would have to make, being in Ukraine and being in the middle of a war um, and, uh, and having a winery that is now surrounded by Russians. Can you tell me a little bit about what's happening there and, and what the decision is that they have to make right now? So yes, one of um, my Ukrainian supplier happens to be uh, the largest, uh, most well-known and uh, deepest uh, winery in the world for sparkling wine. It's uh, 236 feet underground. It's called Art Winery. Um, it was actually created in 1950 by Stalin um, after the uh, the Soviets had their own sort of sanctions by by France and France uh, was not sending uh, champagne to the Soviet Union. So uh, Art Winery was created to have this champagne quality, uh, an aged champagne, um, all in that method, traditional, all with that stable, um, the stable um, atmosphere, everything that makes a great bottle of champagne uh, is in this winery. And the winery is, like I said, 236 feet underground. Um, and they have 50 million bottles, and that's five zero million bottles aging right now <laughs> underground. Um, yeah. The town that the winery in is called Bakhmut, and it is right on the edge of, you know, it is in the Donbass region, the Donetsk Oblast. Mm -hmm. And if you just take a, a current war map, you will see that uh, the Russians are, um, as of yesterday, I haven't checked today, but as of yesterday, they were uh, roughly about five miles away from the city of Bakhmut. Now, very interestingly, uh, the Russians know that there's 50 million bottles of sparkling wine underground because Bakhmut has been bombed and shelled since May 17th, but there's almost like this little magic circle around the art winery and that has not been shelled. So their decision is if Bakhmut falls to the Russians, do they leave these 50 million bottles um, to the Russians? Um, and of course, the Russians want them because you can imagine right now the French aren't sending uh, champagne to Moscow. Uh, the Italians aren't sending Prosecco. The Spanish aren't sending Cava. So these 50 million bottles are in great demand in, in Russia because yeah. of the sanctions. And what they're what I would say leaning toward is that they would destroy uh, the underground caves and the 50 million bottles. Wow. So destroying 50 million bottles of aged sparkling wine, champagne me method, sparkling wine to keep it out of the hands of the Russians. That's correct. That's the decision they're making. 
Wow. And this is in real time, like every moment, every day. Yep. It's, it's a question. Yeah. So every day, yeah, every day, um, I think the war to a lot of us, um, and how it happened, it was a little bit of a surprise. Um, and for them, I would say the first, Mm -hmm. uh, few weeks, uh, they were in shock. So many of the people I work with, um, live in Kiev and there's about a thousand mm-hmm. people in Bakhmut who actually work in the winery because everything is done by hand. When you, if you know anything about age um, or champagne method of, of making sparkling wine, uh, it ages in the bottle. The second fermentation is actually in the bottle and the yeast or what they're called lees are, are on the bottom of the bottle. And so for instance, somebody's asked me, well, why can't they just move it all? And you know, produce it and make bottles. And I said, well, they actually hand riddle or just to be able to get um, the dead yeast out and to be able to um, create a proper bottle of sparkling wine, it would take at least two weeks. And they have, even though they have a thousand people working there, um, because of the bombing, about 70% or 700 have been relocated to a safer place mm-hmm. and only about uh, 300 people remain. So as of uh, today, I understood that they are actually trying to move some of the bottles um, and they would have to move them truckload at a time. And a truckload is 10,000 bottles. So yep. if you were trying to move all 50,000 bottles, I mean, 50 million bottles, you would need 50 thousand truckloads and how do you get that out of a town that's being bombed by and surrounded by exactly exactly i mean it sounds like they've promised us like they're trying uh, to get the wines out ten thousand bottles yeah yeah they promised us a truckload um so i'm assuming that they got at least one truckload out but um no matter what Mm -hmm. you know this is a very very precarious situation and um so and it's the, their bravery, their resist, resistance is absolutely amazing during this time period. Um, and they also, they, they need to survive. And so they have started up a, a cooperation with another winery to the east near the Odessa region. And they are trying to make a new product. They can't call it art wine because that is the product yeah. that is aged that is sitting 50 million bottles in these in these caves, 236 feet underground. But they, um, we are we are actively working with them to come up with a new brand name, with a new brand, a new the story, all those kind of marketing elements to to tell Americans about what's going on in this in this winery in Ukraine. So, um, so I just. Uh, I want to hear more about this new brand and I mean, you know, developing a brand in with a team that is in in the throes of war um, has got to be a very interesting experience. I mean, their perceptions of, you know, what a brand should be and what they, you know, how this reflects them and their winery is probably different than what traditional marketing in the United States looks like, you know. Um, what what has that yes. been like, and how do they see this new brand? I mean, is this a war torn war torn brand? Is this you know? Do they want some it to reflect some of the the struggles that they're going through? 
Oh, absolutely. And um, so their marketing team gave us a um, uh, a set of, a slide, a set of slides with the idea, their brand ideas. And um, so I'll just give you an example. I, was, I started translating it and I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> because it's in Russian. And one of them, uh, it was, the translation was, um, it was about the Ukrainian soldier and how they were brave and uh, courageous, but how they were sex symbols. And because in Ukraine, just kind of like when World War II, when we had Elvis go join the army, they are actually have their local um, actors and actresses and um, famous celebrities. Some mm -hmm. of them are actually become soldiers. And so when I started translating it and it said, they are very sexy and everyone wants to marry them. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And they wanted to come up with this brand about how Ukrainian <laughs> soldiers, everybody wanted to marry. And I'm like, that might not translate very well here. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, yeah, I know. And there's a lot of, um, and they had some pictures. I mean, of, soldiers of are sexy. <laughs> yeah, they were sexy, but I'm not sure that's going to sell this new brand. Um, and they yeah. had, um, there were some other things that were like, uh, let me pause here. Cause I just, I just got to think about them. Okay. So there were some other symbols that are very well known in Ukraine, like the, their symbol of um, it's actually a witch and it's the protector. It's a woman protector. But the name of it and the only translation, it's a folkloric hero is is a witch. And I'm like, well, that's not going to translate it. Witch wine. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Yeah. So things like that. Um, and then they had uh, like, of course, they have. If some people who are listening to this might, if they keep paying a lot of attention, they had a very, the largest transport carrier in the world um, was was destroyed on the Battle of Kiev when they, the Russians first came in. And mm -hmm. the name of this, uh, this aircraft is called Dream or um, Maria. It's a very, also very difficult for Americans to say. And so this aircraft, craft, this, you know, this plane has become this sort of symbol of the war for Ukrainians, but many Americans would not, would Make not that recognize that. Yeah. So even though it was, I've recognized it as a symbol because I've been paying a lot of attention, mm -hmm. most Americans would not. And so that was their number one, um, idea. Um, so the one that we kind of, we kind of fell toward, uh, is, is the nightingale. And the nightingale, or what's called little bird, it's a common nightingale. We don't have them in America. They don't. They, they aren't here. But it's a very interesting bird because um, there's a very folkloric idea about it, where the bird the bird would would um, fly from India to its um, summer nesting grounds in the north and pass by Ukraine. And they saw that the Ukrainians were very sad. So the nightingales sang sweet songs to the Ukrainians and taught them how to sing. And then every year the nightingale comes to Ukraine and the Ukrainians sing happy songs when they see the nightingales. And the nightingales are also builders of homes. And given that the destruction that has mm -hmm. happened in Ukraine, 
we feel that uh, the nightingale or little bird as a builder of homes, this is what is going to be needed no matter yeah. what, what happens this, with this war. You're going to have to need this re, re, rebuilding. Yep. And um, the symbol of the nightingale is, is very, very beautiful. Um, so, so that's where we kind of, we're trying to move them. But again, it's their product. Yeah. It's kind of their, their war yeah. and I'm waiting, hopefully by next week, we'll, we'll see what they're thinking. But we do have some input on the new product development in the American market. Well, all, I mean, all three brands sound very real and true. And, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I do think the, the Nightingale sounds like it would resonate <laughs> with the American market yeah. as well. Yes. Um, and, and the rebuilding is really, um, it, it's, you know, it's an important message and, it, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it's a reflection of what, um, of what really is, yeah, definitely going to need to happen. Um, so going back to art winery, so, you know, 70% of the, the, the staff has left, right. But there's still 300 yes. people in this winery. That's almost 300 feet underground. So the winery is protected from the, the, the bombing if it were to hit. Well, the to a degree the, the like, bottles are, are. Yeah. Uh, the, so the, are. the bottles are i should let you finish um the bottle the bottles are protected because they're they're aging mm -hmm. they're laying on their sides in uh you know the 326 feet in these underground caves um some of the offices and the production facilities are also underground so where they were going to um you know, the, the bottling equipment, that's also yeah. underground and some offices are underground, but they do have above ground component and offices. Um, so they do had built, they do have buildings above ground. And these are places where they, before they would do their, they bring the bottles up um, that were already, and they would just put the labels on them. They would right. package them into the cardboard boxes and then they would palletize them for shipment around Ukraine or for export. Mm -hmm. And um, so those offices, of course, they have moved people who are working underground. Some people do work from home. Um, for some reason, the accountants who in, in, uh, in Ukraine tend to be women, um, they all decided to stay. And they're accounting and giving wow. reports about how many like that's how they know they have 50 million bottles and they're doing inventory reports. And also for some reason, uh, the lawyer who is also a woman, um, decided to stay. So, and one of the things about them staying is that, um, in June, Bakhmut ran out of water and food. So art winery in, in, um, like many Ukrainian places under attack, like obviously food and water is, is scarce and then finally actually just stops. And so Art Winery itself um, as an entity has been sending trucks of, of food and water to Bakhmut for the people who are who have decided to stay there. Wow. Um, but I believe that in the last week or two, they're, they're really trying, and I think even uh, President Zelensky is really trying to um, move people away from, from Bakhmut and encouraging people to leave. Of course, there are those that this is their home. Um, these are the older folks. Um, and so yeah. Art Winery is committed to to continue this humanitarian aid to Bakhmut um, from Kiev and other, other places. So um, I think this decision of 
the Russians coming and what are they going to do with the 50 million bottles? Yeah, it's going to happen relatively soon. I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, but, you know, my company, Coverly, we also work with a lot of um, Ukrainian teams. And I've seen from our our side, you know, uh, one of our teams, uh, cities just got got bombed. Um, And it's just, um, you know, it's very telling of the people. Um, that they continue on. Um, you know, our team's continuing on. Obviously, our, the art winery um, team uh, is, you know, they're not stopping. You know, they're finding solutions. They're moving on. And yes. um, hopefully this is, is going to be a, a story of perseverance. Um, I'd love to have you back on the show and, um, and, and talk a little more, um, you know, one, once we sort of know what, where they had to land and how um, how things are going. It's um, it is nice to hear that um, if they're able to get you know some cases out, you'll be able to bring that to the United States um, and share that with the give a yeah. And, and we do have we do have uh, wine in our inventory, art wine in our inventory. So mm-hmm. what we're looking at right now is how best um, to. Uh, distribute this wine in a way that will assist Art Winery and its employees because it is very limited quantities. Some of it we have that is it's not available anywhere else in the world. Even even in Art Winery and themselves, we bought the last of a certain of a certain product. Um, so so that's the kind of thing we're working on mm-hmm. to raise awareness for Art Winery and raise um, money so that we can. One, help Art Winery in its efforts to help their humanitarian efforts for the people, yeah. the city of Bakhmut, um, but also their new efforts to set up a production facility on the other side of the country um, and getting these new products and for Americans to to be aware of them. And by the way, they taste great. Like this is amazing, sparkling wine. And so... I'm really looking forward to the new, hopefully, little bird, yeah. <laughs> little bird uh, brand of sparkling wine because their winemakers are 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 just fantastic in their in their taste. So this yeah. is a this is a great product that Americans need to know about. And I can corroborate that because we had a tasting of the entire portfolio uh, prior to this, and um, and it is. Uh, hands down, uh, a really, really great product, and you can see the the quality um, through and through um, through in, in it. So, thank you so much, Gail, for for joining the show, oh, and um, we look forward to updates.